happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cool Zone Media. Welcome, Jake and Appen here at the podcast that we're starting as if it was a normal podcast instead of doing some terrible thing like we normally do. I'm your host, Mia Wong. This is a podcast about things falling apart, and this is a putting it back together again episode. Yeah, and I'm I'm here with two workers from Donut Workers United, uh, specifically at Blue Star Donuts, Lydia and Ben, to talk about uh, unionization efforts and some really terrible union busting stuff. So, Lydia, Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Super excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have you two here. So, all right. So, Blue Star Donuts is a donut place in Portland for people who are not in Portland, question mark, which is probably a lot of you. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know where you are right now. So, I guess the, the place I wanted to start with talking about this is how, how did you two get involved with this campaign? You know, it's actually for me, it was right before Halloween. I went to a coworker's house and, you know, we had some drinks and hung out. And she just sort of, you know, the conversation just sort of organically led to work and talking about work. And, you know, this is messed up at work. This is frustrating us. And yeah. then she was like, hey, like, what's your opinion on, you know, union stuff? And I actually had, when I worked at Starbucks in Texas, I had tried to unionize my location and it didn't, uh, no one was interested, <laughs> but I, you know, they, she asked us if we wanted to sign a union card or a union authorization card. And I was all for it. You know, um, I'm, I'm very into it. So that's, that's how it started for me. Yeah. So bouncing off of that, it was, I would say a couple of days before that Halloween party for me, I'm pretty close friends with the woman who started all of this and so i was visiting her and she just kind of briefly mentioned she's like hey do you know what's going on with blue star and kind of open-ended question and you know this company almost every day something happens so <laughs> i was like i mean maybe maybe not uh, what's going on and she's like well uh, like are you good with unions and i'm like Oh, girl, <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I was actually involved with the union in a previous job that was more higher end, like government board specific instead of an individual. And I was like, yeah, it hit me. What's going on? And she's like, okay, cool. We have a couple of people interested trying to unionize Blue Star. And I was like, oh, sign me up. <laughs> like, let's do this. Hell thing. yeah. <laughs> And then at that Halloween party, when we were all kind of gathered there, we briefly talked about it and how messed up things were, swapped stories. And it just kind of clicked, at least in my brain, of like, okay, yeah, let's do this. So that was that was my end. Yeah, it seems like it was a really a pretty quick campaign. I know you all had an election. Um, oh, God, how many weeks ago was that? Like... Uh, two, two week and a half two weeks ago yeah yeah i guess it'll be like three when this goes out yeah so that that's that's a very very quick campaign um how many people like ish are are at the shop 
Uh, depends on if you're adding like all the satellites and versus yeah. like the regular flagship store. Yeah, I think we have thirty something at flagship, uh, which is the location on Jefferson. And then I think there's maybe fifty one employees total. Yeah, we're pretty scattered around all of Portland with uh, one shop in Lake Oswego. Um, but majority of us are in headquarters at flagship. Yeah, that's something I think is is pretty interesting about this campaign and about a lot of the the independent campaigns is that yeah, it's it's shops that are it's shops that are pretty small, it's shops that are spread around, and it's shops that like you know it, it's shops with high turnover. And I, I was wondering, well, I, actually, I don't know, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's high turnover no, because you, it's a, you it's a are donut correct. shop. There is, there is a lot of turnover in the satellite shops for sure. I mean, I would even say that there was a fair amount of turnover at flagship. You know, we had a time where in our kitchen, which is uh, the wholesale kitchen, which makes the donut bites, we refer to it as red kitchen. Um, we had four people quit in four days. Jesus. Oh. Of course, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't replace those people. Um, they expected oh, no. us to continue working and producing the oh, same amount God. with four less people. Yeah. But uh, there were, you know, a lot of like poached worker, like temporary workers that were coming and going while I was there. And uh, yeah, some some pretty serious turnover. That kind of happened with me last year. I was working at Blue Star for like about eight months. Um, Oh, it's the new year, I guess, two years ago. And then I quit. I left. And then unfortunately, last year I hit a little unemployment zone and I'm like, I need a job. So I came back to Blue Star for about three months, and this is when everything was going on. But long story short, sorry, last time I was there, we kind of had a little bit of turnover as well. A lot of people were not great, and we had a lot of meetings and got some people fired. Granted, like Ben was saying, is that no one replaced them. And so it's very much of like, we have to cover them and a lot more uh, quantity. Yeah. So has the sort of speed ups from that, was it, was that one of the main things that was driving the unionization or like what, what other kinds of things were like driving people into this? There were a few things, a few main things, pay and inconsistency of pay was a real big issue. For instance, there was a person in our kitchen who me and her started around the same time. We had very similar uh, previous experience. Not, neither of us were cross-trained. We did the same exact job. She was making $3 an hour more than I was. And um, huh. so that kind of thing happens a lot yeah. uh, at Blue Star. And there's one of the biggest things for me, honestly, was the point system, what they call the point system, the disciplinary system at Blue Star. Basically, you get a certain amount of points that you're allowed to hit. Um, if you go over that amount of points, you're done. You're fired. And you can get, uh, you know, I don't remember the numbers exactly, but it's like one point for calling out of a shift, half a point for being 10 minutes late. Um, there's all Christ. these things that you can earn. Yeah, there's all these things that you can earn points for. And, it, you know, if you reach that number eight, it doesn't really matter how good of an employee you are. You're fired. Yeah. And on top of that, with the point system, um, it's incredibly unfair because yeah. you get points due to things you can't control, like the weather. It's very ableist. And, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the main issue was traffic and crashes. If like a car crash happens and you're stuck in that, you and you're like late to work because of it, even when you like let your managers know and let your team know you still get punished for it and you get points. And that counts to the eight point total. So that was a main part of the point system that really, really had us upset and very unfair, honestly. Well, and it's, it's, very, it's a very ableist system. I mean, there were multiple people yeah. in our kitchen alone that had chronic illness issues, yeah. uh, myself included. And I um, there were two nights when in the three-ish months that I was working there, two two days where I had not slept at all the night before. And I was literally not seeing straight, like I was seeing double, I couldn't walk in a straight line, like I was 
not okay. And you yeah. know, there's some heavy machinery and like some really hot mm-hmm. oil in the kitchen. And I was like, I really don't think I'm safe to come to work. And they're like, that's yeah. fine. You know, stay home, get some rest, but you are getting a point. What the fuck? And yeah. <laughs> so it, you know, a very ableist system. Yeah. And going off of that as well, the whole sick time and PTO was a mess. And mm-hmm. when we get like paid time off, it won't even cover a whole shift. We'll be lucky what? to get four hours. Yeah. Jeez. No, it's in, it's insane, really. And um, so I'll never forget, like, just recently, our special Christmas prize thing, our grand prize on the 12th day was two hours PTO. Two hours. Yeah, that was their that big, like, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And... Sick time too. And they were proud of that. Yeah, they were super proud of that. Like, we worked so hard for this. You deserve this, blah, blah, blah. And with sick time, it like will barely cover a day. And on top of that, if you're like sincerely sick, I got bronchitis on my birthday and I had to leave work for like a week. And around the like second or third day, my manager is like, okay, well, for you to be excused properly, you have to go back and get a doctor's note from them and to prove that you are not able to come into work. And, you know, I could ramble on. Like, they they don't handle COVID well. They're like, yeah. if you can stand up, you can slap on a mask and come into work. And COVID specifically spread so quickly there because people yeah. were so scared of not coming to work that they would get punished and get points, this, that, and the other, that sick people will come into work and get other people sick. It happened yeah. all the time. I mean, I can think of specifically, we had a coworker who, you know, c- kind of young, um, this was, you know, she, she was kind of getting her feet wet in the working world and she had had some issues with illness and she came to work with strep throat because she was so afraid of getting, I mean, she literally was like in tears, like having a breakdown to the managers because she was like, I, I can't get fired. Like I, I need to keep this job. And I'm afraid that if I don't come in, I'm going to get fired. And it's, that's, that's the kind of culture they create there with that disciplinary system. Yeah. It's, it's really rough because majority of these workers rely on this job like this job is their income and they can't really do anything else and it's so incredibly toxic there where they're just so afraid to not come into work because they will be punished over it i kind of goes without saying which means you should say it which is like it is unbelievably disgusting to literally put people's lives in danger because you don't want to let someone take like a few days off because they're have yep. fucking strep. Like that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Over like peace and love to blue star, but over donuts, like donut bites. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you can, we're not saving the world. Out of it. <laughs> like, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's okay to make like nurses go in when they're sick, but like, donuts like this is oh my god like oh you know as you know who cares if we're suffering as long as they make their bottom line you know yeah it's it's really one of those things it's like yes like they will survive if slightly less donuts are produced like they will be fine however comma all of you are getting terribly sick because of all the shit that is that is terrible (laughs) um yeah, no, like I laugh all the time about it. And I, you know, my roommate and I are like best friends. I come home almost every day from those shifts being like, you'll never guess what happened over like <sighs> the most craziest, hilarious things. And I'm like, I can't believe this is real. Like I'm experiencing this. Yeah. And we are, we are going to talk more about the absolutely wild stuff that happened here. Uh, unfortunately, after we come back from this ad break, that pays some of the bills question mark 
Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So, yeah, I wanted to ask about some of the other stuff that's been happening at this shop, because everything that I've ever heard about it is just like, I don't know, just deeply weird. And it's, it's well, I, I guess I guess one place we can sort of start is like, it, it seems like it's one of these places where they, I don't know, it has this very sort of like progressive veneer around it. And then when it comes time to like, you know, like li- like even sort of live up to those ideals you just get this everyone's forced to come home with covid yeah and it's it's so funny because you walk in and you know there's there's pride flags there you know all all of the workers are you know queer and cool and progressive and you know they're supporting the portland teachers union and yet you know and this story is just disgusting um we had a worker in our kitchen, actually, in Lydia and I's kitchen, who sexually assaulted two of our coworkers. Jesus Christ. Yes. These these women brought it forward to management. Management victim blamed. They thanked uh, them for keeping it quiet and not letting Jesus. it interfere with their work. Yeah. Um, it was not handled well. That was uh, specifically yeah. the, the manager of Red Kitchen, Brittany Bergner. A lot of just really like callous and inappropriate mishandling of that situation. Yeah. And it was really disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting. And I was so, so grateful that I wasn't there when this happened because I would literally tore this man apart. But the thing with that manager is that him and her got along really well. And Mm -hmm. what I've heard, I wasn't there. Um, I heard that there was some favoritism towards him. And so when these allegations came up, that's when she got, she mishandled it a lot and it was not dealt with properly at all. And it seemed very much swept under rug, kind of. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Nobody talked about it. Yeah. He did get fired eventually. 
but eventually that's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't handled right away. And the, you know, the effect it had on these women that came forward that this happened yeah. to, I mean, I, I hung out with them outside of work where they would talk about, you know, what happened and how it was handled. And like, you know, they were sobbing. They were, you know, their lives were torn apart over this. I mean, it's a, a very serious thing as, you know, all, all, we all know to be sexually assaulted and then, you know, to have it treated this way by someone who's in a position of authority over you. It's, you know, I, I can't help but keep using that word disgusting. It's just, it's yeah. inhumane. And honestly, like that's Blue Star. Yeah, especially by a company that reaches how open and awesome and close family we are and then yeah. behind the scenes they're actually mistreating their workers literally every single day so it's it is it is disgusting i have no other word to describe it yeah i mean that's like someone sexually assaulting you and then them not being fired means you can fucking run into them at your job which is like yep the fucking just absolute nightmare shit that is like the worst fucking shit that can happen well, and we all you. worked in the same kitchen we all yeah. worked in the same kitchen so we were guaranteed to see each other for most of the day every day and it's like yeah you know you expect these women to go to work and stare at this guy and and you know talk and laugh with this guy who assaulted them like that's crazy yeah, yeah that's absolutely fucking terrible and i hope i hope like I hope fucking like some shit happens to these people because like, God. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't worry. We got him banned from some bars because oh, his yeah. classic thing is drugging drinks. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. So we spread <sighs> the word and got flyers and I'm pretty sure he's banned. I know for sure two bars, but I think others as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I will definitely go out of my way to destroy a man's life. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I guess like, you know, with, the, with just like the absolute fucking horrifying shit going on. And also with YouTube, like, you know, people doing organizing outside of the workplace to go after these people. Uh, it may, it makes, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, the unionization campaign has been going. Um, and I wanted to ask, I wanted, well, I guess I wanted to talk about sort of, the vote and the stuff leading up to the vote and the things that happened to YouTube because, oh my God. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we, we had our vote on January 17th. There were seven votes that were left unopened that were challenged by blue star management. Three of them because the employees uh, were no longer active employees and four of them for, Honestly, just like completely bullshit reasons, like they had to get a new envelope. You know, they they were there before the vote, but like seven minutes after the cutoff that, you know, that Blue Star wanted. Um, one person had to get a new ballot. And, you know, it's like these are these are technicalities that really should not prevent someone from yeah. having their vote counted. And so we as DWU Blue Star objected to six of those challenges Um the four that were very ticky tacky for obvious reasons. And that was the weekend. That was the week of the big snow, uh, snowstorm as well. We should talk for people who weren't in Portland for this. Okay. So the city of Portland, this is the thing I have heard. I am a Chicagoan. So like I grew up in snowstorms, right? But the city of Portland, like this is, I get this, this is, this is, this is the, this is the, the Mia rants about the city of Portland for about five minutes thing, because, oh my fucking God, the city of Portland does not, actually substantively do any kind of like street clearing they don't do salt they don't really i think yep. they might have like two snow plows and this means that you know when it for example snows and then the temperature goes back up above freezing and it goes back down below freezing the entire city is covered in a sheet of ice and this lasts for days and days and days and days it is terrible i i came into portland's like in the middle of this like you you walk three steps and you're just going flying on this ice. It is terrible. It is dangerous to drive. It is dangerous to walk. It is it is dangerous to scoot on your butt. Like terrible. I I don't know. Like yeah. if if you did this in Chicago, if, if 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 the city of Chicago failed to clear the streets sufficiently that this was happening, the government would be would fucking collapse in a week. Uh, Portlanders, you deserve better. I personally would have preferred snow. Like. Six yeah. feet of snow over yeah. a half inch of ice. That ice is ice. insane. 
the whole entire city shuts down and it's it is incredibly dangerous for sure and the city does not prepare for it the city like landscape itself is not prepared for it and yeah it's awful i tripped and fell like three times within a week and my roommate and i were literally locked into our house for days like four maybe five days we could not leave and on top of that we had to turn our water off like it was a whole nightmare so many so many people lost power um so many people's like yeah yeah. and the nlrb building itself was shut down for i don't remember how long but it was shut down and so it was it was shut down for most of that week leading up to the vote our vote was on a thursday and I think Thursday was the first day that the actual office was open. There might have been some people there on Wednesday, but the, the office itself was closed. The, you know, Monday was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so that it was closed, closed. But, you know, I tried to take, you know, I in my little hatchback with two two-wheel drive hatchback tried to to drive across Portland to take people to the office to turn in their their ballots. And uh, because we were doing a mail-in ballot, but some people had left it at the last minute, you know, as human beings do. And um, we we get, you know, we we drive across this ice and snow. We get to the NLRB office. There are security guards in the lobby and they say, well, you can't go up there. It's closed. I'm like, okay, uh, what about tomorrow? They're like, we don't know. We'll be here, but we can't guarantee that you know, the NLRB office will be here. Yeah. And so I call up um, our rep at the NLRB, Michael Moles, and I say, hey, like, what's the deal? When can we drop these off? And he goes, well, actually, you know, you can drop them off when we're not there. You can slide them under the door, um, you know, as long as it's <laughs> oh, the person, you know, as long as the person whose ballot is being turned in is turning in the ballot. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't send someone else to do it for you. So we go yeah. back up on Wednesday and get some turned in. And, you know, at this point, the people who wanted to turn in on Tuesday, they've got, you know, they've got work, they've got other things yeah. going on. They have to find a time to get in. So we're going like Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon, right before the vote. And that's why all of these votes were, you know, missing things or, you know, a little bit late is because the whole city was shut down for half yeah. a week, almost a week. And things got, you know, messed up. Yeah, like the, the the fact that the city of Portland doesn't does not like refuses to buy snowplows and doesn't know that you can use beet juice as an anti ice thing, like the fact that the the, the the fact the fact that the, the fact that the city leadership is utterly incompetent, like should not should not be a reason why your union vote doesn't your, your votes don't get counted. That is absolutely absurd. It's also like. You know, I mean, like, OK, like I, I get like it, the, the responsible thing to do during this storm was to close. And a lot of places were fucking open and that is a disaster. But the fact that the NLRB is closed and, and all working workers are still having to go to work is like just. Oh, God. Oh, well, and I, I emailed or I called um, Michael Moles again, our rep at the NLRB. And I was like, hey, like this is kind of unprecedented. Like, can we push the vote out like a week um, just to make sure that everyone can safely get their ballots in? And he told me in no uncertain terms that we would not be doing that. Um, he gave me this, you know, long speech about how hard it is, how difficult it is, how, you know, we have to get all these permissions. And I, you know, I'm fairly new to all the legal avenues and legal parts of union stuff. And so I didn't really have a counter argument so I was just like, you know, throw my hands up. Okay, whatever. Um, we'll do our best. Well, at the time, people are literally risking their lives. Yeah. And yeah, to vote. people drive cars, they're risking their cars, they're risking their lives, trying to get these votes in. So that's why this appeal to these challenges are so important that it's not fair if we don't count in yeah. a whole ice storm and the actual You have to account for it, down. yeah. So like, all these things matter and should count. And that's why we're really pushing that these votes be counted. Well, and two, two of the votes were people who had quit. And one of those was, was Lydia and she was straight up intimidated into quitting and go, you can Lydia, if you want to talk about it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So they, I use this word pretty loosely, but the more I talk about it, the more it's 
true. Um, they forced me to quit point blank period. Yeah. Um, they pulled me into this meeting where, um, at blue star, they have these every 30 day check-ins and meetings to talk about like how you're doing and how's the work, et cetera. So on our 90 day check-in, we are promised a raise after working here for 90 days and but first we have to go through a whole meeting and this whole like spectrum one through five they rate you on different topics so i come in and not only is my manager there but hr and our head chef is there and last time i did a 90 day that didn't happen it was just my manager so immediately I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this is weird. And um, we went through the normal stuff until Chef interrupted and brought up my schedule. So at the time I was working two jobs, Blue Star and another bakery. And before any of this, I checked in with my managers and chef to make sure that this was possible and okay to put me from full-time to part-time at Blue Star. And they're, they were thrilled. They're like, oh, that's so great for you. Congratulations. Yes, we can totally work with you. This is not, not a problem at all. I'm like, okay, great, awesome. And so they brought up my schedule and they're like, so we're going to change some things with Red Kitchen and we're going to change production times and we're going to bump everything up a couple hours. Totally fine. Okay, I get it. And I said, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I work until 1 p.m. So, um, you know, I'm not available to be here until like 2. And apparently that was an issue because my schedule my availability is no longer working for them which doesn't make sense because a closing shift still exists and mm -hmm. i'm i told them I'm like you can use me i am part-time you can use me for like four hours closing like i am okay with that and they shut me down chef kind of clicked her teeth and was like you know that's not really worth it for us and uh what are you doing over the holidays because this is right before our christmas break and i was i was kind of confused i was like oh nothing i'm just at home and she's like okay well you should really take this time to think about your future here with us and like uh. kind of like stared at me and i'm like what <laughs> like i what do you mean and she's like, you know, we're changing some things around here and we don't want to get rid of you. We don't want to fire you, but you should really think about your future here and really leaned in and emphasized that. Mm. And kind of like everyone was kind of like looking at me as if like, hey, we want you to quit, but we're not allowed to like say anything like that. And I asked my manager, I was like, it kind of sounds like you're not giving me any options here. What am I supposed to just leave? And they looked at each other and they looked back at me like, you know, we can't really say one thing or the other. So, you know, we need your decision by the first. And I'm like, what? I, it was very, it was very tense. It was very weird and awkward. And I was very confused because yeah. I never thought my job was on the line. Never thought it was going to be jeopardized. And I kept offering them different options. I was like, put me in front of house. You know, last year I was trained. I was actually supposed to be a manager in our other kitchen, but they kind of screwed me over on that. That's a whole different story. Um, like I know how to handle purple kitchen, put me there. Like I'm okay going from one job immediately into here to save time. And with every single option I was giving them, they shut me down and would not work with me at all. And, and then on top of that, they extended my 90 day 
period. And from doing that, I was no longer allowed to get a raise. And <laughs> yeah, like what? you have oh, to finish 90 gosh. days and you get a raise. And I'm like, period, that's the policy. Everybody knows that. But because my 90 days was extended, like probation period, I oh, was no gosh. longer allowed to get a raise. And what's funny is they extended my 90 days as well. I can talk about that more later, but this is, it, it's just it's just odd because Red Kitchen, our kitchen, which at that point was made up of, I think, six people, all vocal union supporters wore buttons every day. Yep. We were the most vocal people about it. We wore our union buttons every day. We like, everybody knows that like, we were firm believers standing up for this union. And, and that kind of segues into the furlough situation where they all shut down our kitchen. They, our whole entire team, our six people of vocal union supporters, suddenly no job. It's incredibly messed up. And we're going to come back for more unbelievably messed up stuff after this ad break. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now, he's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Going back to the votes that were challenged, um, the other person who quit uh, was one of the main organizers. She was the, her and one other person were the people who kicked off all of the organizing at Blue Star. And um, basically she, they changed around her schedule so much to kind of force her into quitting. Um, she was very stressed with school and, like the, just the way that they kept messing with her made her quit. Basically, she was afraid that she was going to be fired. So she went ahead and quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that was that other challenged vote. But yeah, the furlough situation is wild. And I, I also got my probation extended. Um, I actually filed a uh, unfair labor practice because of that. Because the reason they gave me for extending my probation was that I was bringing the their words on paper, bringing the vibe down by complaining oh about working God. conditions. <laughs> yeah. bringing, bringing the vibe down by complaining about working conditions. Jesus and <laughs> Sorry, like, this you. is how ridiculous this company is. Like yeah. they give the most absurd reasons where I'm like, 
this must be the Truman Show. Like, this is not real. Where are the cameras? Well, and first of all, complaining about working conditions is a federally protected act. Yeah. Um, I can do that and I cannot be punished for that. It is against the law, which is why I filed the ULP. Second of all, the reason I was complaining is because they had taken us down from three to four people opening shifts to two. And the way two people worked, yeah, the way two people operates for opening shift in Red Kitchen is one person is mixing the dough and loading it into the fryer. And that is a constant thing. Like you, you mix batches for like four hours, uh, like on like back to back to back to back to back. And the other person has to stand at the end of the conveyor belt and take the glazed bites off of the conveyor belt and put them onto trays. This is a nonstop job. You cannot even walk away for a few seconds. And when, you know, typically like the best practice that was done the entire time I was there up to this was that you did not do that position for more than an hour because it was physically difficult to stand in one place like that uh, and do that and do those repetitive motions. And two, it's like fucking psychological torture because you're in the corner of this room. You're not speaking to anybody. You're literally just staring at your own hands. I mean, it's, it's not a, like nobody likes to, they call it catching. Nobody likes to catch. And I was doing this for up to three hours a, a day, mm-hmm. um, uninterrupted. And yes. I have sciatic nerve issues with my leg. And I, you know, I made them aware of this multiple, multiple times. I cannot catch for more than an hour at a time. And you know what I was doing? Catching for three hours every day. So they're just was, trying to injure you. So that's what I was. Yes. And that's what I was complaining about. I was saying I'm in pain. I'm literally having to go on muscle relaxers every single day because of the effect that this is having on me physically. Like I, I can't sleep at night because my leg is so tense and it's in so much pain from fucking catching these donuts and putting them on trays. It's insane. And so, you know, they're yet, they're penalizing me for having the gall to voice the fact that what they're doing is literally ruining my quality of life. Really, and going off that, every single issue we bring up to management, they have the tone of like, well, that sucks. That's a bummer. Deal with it. And literally, yeah. Literally, just like, okay, and, and we're like, okay, fix it because we are human beings with nerves yeah. and bones and we cannot stand on our feet for this long. Like, it's, it's wild. It is. And you know, that, <laughs> that kind of also segues into the, the furlough thing that we were all very vocal on union support. You know, I had filed uh, at this point two ULPs um, because of the extended probation and because they suspended me for three days mm-hmm. um, for something that was absurd. And I had filed two ULPs and this came like right on the heels of that second ULP. They, you know, we had Christmas day off and I had taken um, the the next day, the Tuesday off. So I was visiting family in Dallas and um, I believe everyone else had that Tuesday off as well. And we come back on that Wednesday and, you know, we're working a regular shift about halfway through the shift. They say, okay, you know, we're having a, a red kitchen meeting. Um, everyone come into the office, which that had never happened before. We never had an all kitchen meeting like that. They pull us in and, you know, we're all looking at each other on the way in like, oh, fuck, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to reduce our hours? Are they going to fire one of us? You know, what's happening? And we get in there and head chef Stephanie Thornton says, okay, so, you know, we've had an issue happen. What's happened is our distributors have told us that they are returning a bunch of our product. It's, you know, some of it's expired, but most of it is just fine, but it's nearing its expiration date. So they're returning it. I'm saying that, mm, okay, sounds fake, but okay. And uh, then they say, unfortunately, because of this, because we don't have space in our freezer to continue to put product in the freezer, to continue to make product and put it in the freezer, we are having to put you guys on indefinite furlough. You know, we don't have a return to work date. We don't have a plan for bringing you back. Um, you know, we asked, can we get, you know, those of us who are cross-trained, can we work in other areas? Can you cross-train those of us who aren't so that we can 
work up front or work at a satellite store. You know, they're, they are literally hiring for satellite stores, but they furloughed us and we were, we were asking, can we do these other things? And they said, no, point blank, no. So all of a sudden, you know, six people who had jobs, you know, a minute or two ago, all of a sudden we're facing, for me personally, I'm facing homelessness. Yeah. Um, that's the reality. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> and we have two, our two shift leads, they are a couple and they live together. And like, that is their entire income. Yeah. And it's just on, on a kind of more personal note, it's wild. And maybe this is me being a little bit naive, but it's wild to have spent months in company with these people and have them pretend to care about me yeah. and then have them do something that quite literally puts my life in danger, especially because I had just signed up for healthcare with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have multiple chronic illnesses. I, I have to go to doctors regularly and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, my life has completely changed in 30 seconds. You know, this is the day after Christmas. What the yeah, the fuck? day after Christmas, we were <laughs> given two days notice. Jesus so they Christ. Said, in two days, starting on January 1st, you don't have a job and we don't know how long. Um, but, you know, we'll let you know if we ever are going to do production again and we can bring you back even just for a little bit, which they didn't. They started up production again and we were not told or called in or anything. So I want to touch a little more on our shift leads for a second. Yes, they are a couple. They live together. But much like them, they are basically they're facing houselessness as well. And luckily, they do have another roommate who can somewhat cover them. But that can't last forever. Yeah. And just the other day, I had to run them groceries. They can't afford anything. And it's. It's a huge fuck over for them because they love they are so passionate about this job and like they rely heavily on it and they got their pay raises and their higher positions and more responsibilities and to be so betrayed like that from a company quite literally destroyed them our uh shift lead he had a full breakdown and stormed out and walked out and it affected them so heavily and so emotionally and so mentally. And they keep trying to, you know, find other jobs and, you know, still in contact just yesterday, they sent me a screenshot of them talking to chef and being like, Hey, is there any updates? Is there, you know, any way we can come get our job back is, you know, we're still waiting for you to tell us literally anything. And chef said, Oh, we don't know. (laughs) We can't give you an answer right now. (sighs) And just kind of brushed it off. And one thing that's particularly insulting is that they ended this meeting with us where they were telling us we were losing our jobs by giving us a sheet of paper on how to file for unemployment in Oregon. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing with an indefinite furlough, if you don't have a return to work date, then you have to go, you have to jump through the hoops of applying for jobs uh, while you're like in order to get unemployment. So like if you're, uh, if you have a return to work date and it's within four weeks of the, uh, you know, the day that you got furloughed, you can get unemployment for that time and you don't, you can just hang out and get unemployment. If you don't have a return to work date, you have to treat it as a layoff and you have to be making at like conscious efforts to job hunt every single week. You have to record those efforts. If you get an interview, you have to take it. If you get a position offered to you, you have to take it. Um, and it has to be in the field that you got, that you got furloughed from. And there's all these very specific rules and it just makes it incredibly difficult. It, you know, yeah. all these hoops you have to jump through. It's dehumanizing, it's fucked up, um, and it's insulting. There was no support other than that. If you zero support that support, there's no severance package. There was no like sure in the meeting. They're like, yeah, sorry guys, this sucks. But like, it just didn't feel real. Like this whole situation was not empathetic at all. 
and and like obvious, and you know, you can tell their excuse is bullshit because, like, okay, like let let let's say what they were saying was real. That like, okay, they got a bunch of stuff returned. They don't have room in their freezers. It's been a month. They should now. There's yeah. no way that they now still do not have room in their freezers. Like, what? Well, and here's the here's the kicker is that. We were for maybe the, a month, maybe over a month, really since we filed the union petition, since we handed them the petition, we had ramped up production, even though we were in the slow season. And we were not actually like the, the bites that we were making were not ordered by anyone. We were just putting, we were making extra to put in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Not only the freezer, but they rented a whole entire warehouse. We have a so th- this is their strategy. <laughs> yeah, so they they did this. You know, I don't want to say they did this on purpose, but it is I mean, they really suspicious to me like, that they that they're building up these these you know um, bites in the freezer when they didn't need them when they didn't have orders for them, and now all of a sudden, oh, we don't have room in the freezer. We have to let you go. You know? Yeah. 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 Oddly convenient. It is. It is, and that really ramped up. When they when we gave them the union petition, November seventeenth. Yeah, which is uh, just really pr- very blatant retaliation. Which, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have filed a, an unfair labor practice for it's called a what they call a lockout mm-hmm. for the you know us being furloughed, and it it like you said it really is blatant, especially given that you know even walking into that meeting, all of us were wearing our union buttons. I I just why would you lay off an entire department, especially when that department is what is keeping your business afloat? Like that is the money maker for Blue Star is those wholesale bites. Yeah. And we've been told that all the time. It's like these donut bites make the money. So make that make sense then. Why are you shutting down that money maker? And the yeah. other kitchen and front of house are like are still there, still doing production, like not touched by this at all. Yeah, and I mean, that's one of these things you get with employers all the time where it's like, well, okay, so employers very, very clearly and obviously know where the money is made. They know exactly where the money is made. It, literally up until the moments that you start asking for more of the money you're making them, at which point suddenly like, oh, who knows where money comes from? Suddenly like it's not from workers. Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, suddenly no. we have no money, even though the CEO has like at least three Teslas. Totally. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Katie Pope can't take a, a little bit of a pay cut so that, you know, we can all keep our jobs and, you know, survive. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, and like, and I mean, this is one of the other things too. Is that like businesses? You know, th- this is this is the 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 way capitalism works is that business businesses would rather fucking lose money than have their employees have slightly like not be in debilitating pain, not be sick, and get slightly more money. Yeah, it is crazy to me because it this whole you know they're. They're hiring all these lawyers to to you know you know handle the the union stuff. And I'm like, you shut down Red Kitchen, you hire these lawyers, you're doing all these efforts. And I'm like, you would have saved so much money if you just recognized our fucking union. Like yeah. that's how easy it is, you that, know. And not only that, we have what five shops in Portland. We have a shop in LA as well, Los Angeles, where prices are extravagant. Like. Yeah. They have money. We know they have money. And we are mm-hmm. honestly at the point, I'm at the point of show me your books. Show me, prove to me that you do not have this money. Because then yeah, that will yeah. be a different discussion. Like, it's just, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's typical corporate business. And I, I'm over it. And the, I'm over it for how they treat me. I'm over it how they treat my yeah. friends, my team. It's, it's ridiculous and they should know better, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else that uh, you two want to make sure you get in? Maybe just the GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah. How can, how can people support you and support the union? Yeah. So we have a GoFundMe set up for the six furloughed workers to provide a month's worth of income, uh, two weeks for the, the employees who quit 
early. And uh, that is, it's called Help Blue Star Employees Fight Union Busting. And right now we're at just under $1,000. Our goal for all six of those people's incomes for a month is 15000 just just under 16000 You know, I... I don't know if we'll ever reach that goal, but you yeah. know, the as much as we can get is great because right now, you know, I'm surviving on cereal. Uh, I know that the shift leads we were talking about earlier, you know, they're getting groceries from Lydia. Um, people are struggling. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely in my survivor era on rice and beans. It was, mm-hmm. it's really tough, and you know, it it is a big goal. Realistically, it is, but. Yeah, You know, not to sound desperate or anything, but truly every little bit helps. If you can really only afford five or 10 bucks, we'll take it. That is, we're so grateful for anything. And it's, it's people's lives. It's literally people's lives. People, multiple people are facing not being able to have a roof over their head because of this yeah. company. So truly any little bit helps. Yeah, so please go help them out. I, I, I don't know this. It, it's just really, really brutal too, and especially like again, like this is also a fucking terrible time. Like, there's, there's never a good time to like be at risk of losing your home. Uh, winter is especially fucking bad for that. There, are, yeah. So there, there, there are so there are so many sort of terrible compounding things that these union that. These, these union busting companies are sort of relying on to screw over and intimidate and hurt the people who make them all their fucking money. So, well, and that's what it did. It, it scared a lot of people into unfortunately voting no. It scared a lot of people who were really involved, you know, in the organizing process to step back and, and you know, not respond to our text messages and not continue to advocate for the union. Um, it, it, you know, yeah. that us getting furloughed really fucked with our whole union campaign so yeah go 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 give go go give these workers your support they really need it and yeah go you know and 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 one thing again like that we need to sort of we need to sort of emphasize is that this is illegal they cannot fucking they legally cannot do this um but you know this is this is one of the things that is fucking hard about union organizing is that the law if, if assuming the law does like ever fucking catch up to these people, it takes time. And yeah, there is one little thing I do want to make sure people know about because we just found this out pretty recently while we were doing shop visits. They have jars uh, for tips that say tips are shared with the kitchen. They're not. What? Yeah, They're, that's not true. That's Jeez, not true. We saw no tips, and there was an instance where we accidentally got tips. And one by one, we were sent to the back to sign a form saying, This was an accident. You are not getting tips. Sign this. Jesus. And they took our tips away. Like, oh my God. It's not. It's not fair. And on top of that, they're lying to the public. They're lying to their customers that kitchen is getting tips when we're not. Yeah. And I will say, um, in addition to the the GoFundMe, we do have, uh, you know, if you're not able to support monetarily, we do have a Twitter and an Instagram uh, where we post updates. If you want to follow along with our progress and see, you know, how our election goes and everything. It's just yeah. uh, on both Twitter and, or excuse me, X and Instagram. <laughs> It is at DWU underscore blue star. So yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll have links to all of that in the description. Awesome. Awesome. Word of mouth is really the biggest thing. Even going off again, like if you can support us financially, you can just share the GoFundMe with your friends, family, whoever, and just spread it out there. Yeah. And so go, go, go do that. Um, Yeah. Go help any way you can. And yeah, go 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 fight your own bosses because they're screwing you. <laughs> like they're screwing yeah. you in very similar ways to what's happening here too. Yeah, and this is this has been Nick at Happen Here. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Happen Here Pod, and you can find more Coolside Media shows at Coolside Media. Yeah, go 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 into the world and make life worse for people who do terrible stuff. Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. 
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.